This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Lanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. How are you doing today, Jeff? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Nice to, to be on here, Philip and Jason. Yeah. I yeah, know. Um, as always, it's always great to get that chat in before you hit record, get a feel for the situation. And uh, you strike me as someone that is definitely a part of a team and, and comfortable in a team, comfortable in a dynamic with multiple people. And that is something that I think is a, is a highlight just off of first impression. And I'm curious, do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs? Uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, my my family was always one of those where my my dad was uh, doing his own companies. He was in real estate uh, appraisal for quite some time. And so I grew up sort of with that uh, entrepreneurial drive of sorts. Uh, so so, yeah, I think that kind of made an imprint on me. And I and as I look at my life and see where I've gone, I think it was sort of that uh, that feeling my whole life that I grew up with, it sort of drove me to be an entrepreneur as well. Love it. Love it. And so do you remember the day you decided, like, was it just something in your life you always knew you were going to be doing your own thing and not necessarily following a traditional corporate career path or what have you, or did something happen? Well, uh, I'd say it was an opportunity I had at the start of my career to sort of be the entrepreneur before I entered the corporate world, which showed me maybe that's not the right way i'd like to be in charge of my own path and uh, you know do things where i can start to change the world and that sometimes i don't feel like you can do that when you're sitting behind a desk working for someone yeah okay so you had just so i understand that correctly you had an opportunity to sort of create a a business and uh as we've heard from many they've had three before they ever hit the one that we get a chance to talk about and uh it's sort of gave you an impression. And then you went to go work thinking maybe this is the way I'm supposed to go for someone else. And then you said, nah, that's not happening. So then you found it. I relate. Well, it, it, it started a little before that. So I ended up doing my first sort of corporate gig, uh, around 2010. And, uh, there was a company of about 85 people I was working for. And we were, we were trying our hardest to get this product launched. And, that was my first real look at, you know, this big roll of red tape. And I just didn't like the the quagmire of it all, you know, like how do you get stuff done when there's just tape, red tape and red tape. So uh, I ended up uh, leaving that company with my current business partner. And uh, we said, hey, let's go do this on our own. So the two of us actually were able to do what that company of 85 couldn't in just a short time. Uh, in about two years, we ended up in 18 countries selling our product to fortune 500 companies and next thing you know we were getting acquired so now i'm part of the new company and doing that thing and and did that for a couple years but i decided to leave that again and and you know figure out what's next right you know keep that entrepreneurial spirit alive and 
So through some personal challenges I had uh, with my health and, and mental health, um, one day I, I had this epiphany that maybe it's time to go build something that's good for, for people, good for mankind, instead of just data or marketing or whatever the, the stuff we were doing before was. So I sort of went out on a limb and said, hey, I think there's a new angle to approach this whole thing of mental health out there. And uh, that's what we're doing today. Oh, wow. So you made an exit. And then with that same partner that you had made the exit with launched a new company, which is I relate. And uh, here, here we are. Okay. There's, here we uh, there's, are. A, there's a couple of directions I want to take this in. I'll check in with Jason as well. I'm sure he's got a thing or two coming up percolating there. Well, I, again, I always love the dynamics of entrepreneurship and business owners, right? Because it's like, uh, you know, you're in a place in life. It was like, this just ain't doing it, man. <laughs> yeah. This ain't doing it. Right. And then you decide to start something, you nurture it. It's like, well, this is great. It's probably giving me all the money and freedom I want, but it's not hitting right here. Right. It's not the thing that's like making you excited to get out of bed in the morning, that kind of feeling. Because if you don't have that, then yeah. it's never going to be good enough, right? So it's like, so you didn't feel it then. And then you were like, through a struggle, which this is like the journey of a business owner, right? It's like, we're just like checking boxes as we go here, right? And then it was like, okay, now I figured it out. And now I'm going to build this thing that I probably knew I should have 10 years ago. (laughs) Right. But now you've landed, you know, at the mid level of the journey now, and now it's finishing that journey to its destination. That's, that's cool stuff. I I love it. You know? So I, I'm curious, mental health, right? this does this stem from some things or do they have because nobody just accidentally goes into mental health unless they were like we looked at the data and we believe we can have great impact here but usually there's something personal that moves an entrepreneur as jason was alluding to is there anything in 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 that respect to your life that's the whole respect to why i'm here so i'm glad you asked um yeah, no, I was never, you know, into mental health. I was always in 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 the world of of payments and automated marketing and software building and and you know creating uh, just things, right? Nothing, nothing that would make an imprint on on society. And I didn't even know I was going to be doing that. But about six years ago, I found myself code red in the ER and getting getting my life back, but. Uh, going down a new journey of seeing cardiologists. And uh, I had a lot of doctor friends and everyone said, oh, go see this one guy. He's the best guy around, best guy in Denver. You know, he'll take care of you. So I went over there and he prescribed me a bunch of pills and said, this is the only method to get better. There's nothing else you can do. There's no surgery. There's no nothing. Just take the pills for the rest of your life. And within just a couple of days, I was thinking, this isn't good. Like, I just didn't feel right. I didn't know if it was sort of just the, the, the leftover feelings from, from being code red and getting that shock. Uh, and, uh, next thing you know, uh, it, it, 
it started to give me this feeling of every step of every day, I was going to go back into this AFib rhythm where I was in for 86 hours, which is really, really a long time for AFib. Most people, they say it 90 minutes are, are a high risk for stroke. So I'm thinking in my head, uh, you know, as my heart rate kept going up every day with every step, I'm going back into this. Am I going to have a stroke? Am I going to die? Right. So if you start walking around every step of every day thinking you're going to die, it's not a good place to be. But the real problem was I couldn't open up about it enough. Right. Because you feel like the more you talk about it, the more you're just sort of nagging or, you know, you're, you're just telling the same story over and over again. And you feel like you're running out of emotional capital with those around you. Or like at work, I, I didn't want anyone to know what was going on because, you know, I'm a leader and I got to be uh, seen as one and not a weak individual, you know, with the stigma of, of, oh, what's going on with that guy? But what was really happening is that anxiety led to depression, right? And all these things are things I didn't know what they were. I mean, it's not like you go, oh, I'm feeling this today and that's depression. Yay. <laughs> or, you know, oh, this anxiety thing, you know, it's one of those deals that sort of creeps up on you. And so I was entering a world I had never known. But the further I got into that world, the more I wanted to just internalize it because, you know, there's a lot of stigma out there for people who have mental health issues, right? Mental wellness issues. So so I just internalized and internalized and it got worse and worse and worse, but I was doing my best to have this facade where I was a strong man, right? You know, I grew up in a family where sometimes it was like, you know, pucker up buttercup, you know, get your, get your act together, <laughs> you know, be strong, you know, scruff that off. But you just can't do that when it's, when it's in your head. So, you know, I walked around doing this for quite some time, finally met another cardiologist. He said, get off that crazy stuff. Come see me. There is a surgery and we can take care of you need it. So then I was, you know, I felt free again, but there were still these lingering things. So the, the, the real moment when I, I knew that there was a need was when I, I, I knew during that time, I didn't have anyone to really ask, open up to say, hey, what's going on here? Uh, my wife had me go see a psychiatrist because, hey, that's the, the method. And unfortunately, I, I didn't get along with that person the right way. There was no connection. So I, I didn't feel like I was opening up and getting that response I needed. So I just felt alone, right? But uh, one night on Facebook, I'm in this car group that's uh, uh, full of alpha type guys and gals and burnouts of European cars and all these fun videos because I'm a car guy. And, and there's a gentleman that usually always posts these, these videos like that. But this one night I log in and I'm going through the feed and he's not doing car videos. All he's talking about is how he's in this terrible place. And every post got worse and worse and worse. And finally, he, he has a post. He says, uh, see it all in the next life. I'm out of here. And I don't know about you, but that looked like a red flag to me. I mean, just that was like, you know, alert, alert, alert. So I don't know why, but I just got on messenger and just tried to get in touch with this person. I didn't know and see if I could stop him from whatever was going to go on, or at least see if he was okay, you know, reach out an olive branch to say, hey, you know, what's going on, buddy. Can I be here for you? And sure enough, he answered. And uh, the two of us ended up having a nice conversation for about an hour where I told him about what I was going through with my mental health. And he had the same stories almost of his mental health journey of depression and anxiety over the years. And 
And uh, about an hour into the call, he said, man, you just walked me off the cliff tonight. You just saved my life. Thank you so much. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I've never, never been in this spot before. It gave me goosebumps. I was like, wow, you know, he said, yeah, I was going to kill myself again tonight. But you stopped. You stopped me from doing that. And I thought to myself then, you know, and I asked him, what the heck do you mean? Kill yourself again. I've never really heard someone say that. But his story was that a year prior, he was in a bad, bad spot and uh, was, was going to commit suicide. And he called the, the suicide lifeline to, to help save him and ended up talking to a quote unquote scripted young punk on the other end of the line. And he was so upset with the way this guy was talking to him that he picked up a gun and shot him in the head on the call just to spite the guy. And sure enough, his wife heard the shot, went running upstairs, and there he is laying dead, bleeding out. And she calls the paramedics and they come rushing over and they revived him. And so he had a, a year of turmoil and I was able to be there for him that year later. And, you know, I spent the next two weeks, morning, noon, night calling him just saying, hey, are, are you good? You know, I was a sort of a support structure. And uh, after about two weeks, he said, you guided me, bro. You know, you got me through this and, and I'm good. You know, if I need you again, I'll give you a call. But you sure were a help for me. And uh, that's when I started thinking, why isn't there a resource for people to anonymously connect and be able to open up a little bit about what's going on inside without the fear of stigma, without the fear of someone looking at you funny so that you can go in and say, hey, I'm dealing with this. Is it OK? Learn from others about their story, their journey, their struggles, their successes. And so I pitched this idea to my business partner and said, hey, what do you think of this? Because I know there's something going on over at your house that you're not talking to me about. And I confessed to him and basically said, here's what I'm dealing with. And it was the first time I told anyone really, hey, I've got depression and anxiety other than the guy I, I talked to on Messenger who didn't know me. Right. So it was that that anonymity piece which first got me to open up and realize it is OK to talk. And it's powerful if you do. Oh, man. Just so many things about what you said i'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs in quiet struggle with a lot you know because there's a lot of pressures and it doesn't help if your life hasn't been easy on top of that right and you carry that into the struggles of business as it already is and there definitely is something about talking to a stranger that's easier if we go back to what you said about emotional capital nobody wants especially especially as men you're often told nobody nobody gives a shit <laughs> nobody nobody cares right and and a lot of conditioning will will in society will continue to emphasize that and back that up and to some degree there's a time and a place where you really do have to keep your head down and grind and hustle but then there's a lot of times where it's, there's a moment that crosses a threshold where attention needs to be paid and someone who cares enough and doesn't want to see someone hurt, should at least inquire to see the level that someone is experiencing these issues with. And professionals, I mean, you had to get a second opinion on a, on a cardiologist. You can only imagine with a therapist is the same thing, right? Like yeah. the, fir the first one isn't going to connect with you. And that's what this is about. This is a conversation about connection and, uh, and, and where that's found with, uh, with iRelate. And before I go any further, I know a lot of this also hits home with like Jason, you know, him being in military and, and all that and how that works, but also in business. So you've got double, double the fun, as they say. 
triple the fun actually (laughs) triple the fun i i remember growing up you know and there's one moment that really sticks in my mind and i don't even really know what relation he was to because he wasn't like an uncle or grandpa or something but he was something on my mom's side and he died and i was really really young I couldn't have been any more than six years old. And I knew him pretty well. We spent the summers at their house and so on and so forth. And he died. And my dad made me go into the the room. He was laying there, just deader than a doornail, right? And he goes, touch him, right? Touch him. And I touched him and he was cold and I figured it out at that point that he was dead right and my dad goes don't you fucking cry boy right um and imagine putting that on somebody of that age right but that's the conditioning of that generation right was don't you fucking show emotion you bottle it inside and if you need to let it out you go somewhere where nobody else is going to see you doing it right because that was that generation of things. And, you know, I, I mean, I could talk about a whole bunch of other times <laughs> in the military, right. Of stuff like that, that stigma and all that stuff, PTSD, you don't talk about it. Nobody talks about it. You leave it alone. Right. But I will say this is that, cause I have a son, he's six years old and I encourage him. It's okay to cry, boy, you let it out right? It's totally good. If you don't feel right, you let that shit out. I'm here for you, right? And if you need to talk at any given time, you you got all the support structure in the world. And that kid is going to be imprinted through his entire life that it's okay to have feelings. Because a lot of the generation before us, they tried to suppress that in us, right? I mean, us, the three of us right here, right? They tried to suppress that because it was a sign of weakness. And that's why I love why you're doing what you're doing, brother. It's a great thing. And I just fully support what you got going on. It's awesome. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. How, how can people who are listening uh, continue to push things forward? Uh, should they be connecting with you uh, just off the bat? It, it deserves to be addressed now. It's like, should they connect with you on social media? Should they download an app or what, what, what's the word? Yeah. I mean, obviously you can, you can find me if you want to talk to me uh, on LinkedIn or on Facebook. And um, we have an app. Uh, I relate and you can download on Android or Apple. Um, find us at our website at irelate.org. And uh, yeah, you know, jump in there and, open up for once uh come on in be anonymous know that that you're you're safe where 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 you are in our app system we uh we don't sell data we don't use tracking pixels or advertising it is a subscription app it's a 2.99 a month but that makes sure that your your data privacy is there you know uh we don't want our users thinking that uh you know they'll, they'll be talking about depression in the app and then the next thing you're doing it a search on the web and a Symbolta ad shows up. Uh, so, so it's, uh, it's not that kind of environment. It's one where, where you truly are safe and able to find, uh, hopefully find a chat room that 
that is uh, around a, a category of mental wellness that might be impacting him. Uh, I dig it, man. And just so the listener knows, I relate is uh, I R E L eight. Uh, it's when you're looking it up, it's important that you type it in that way. <laughs> yeah. We also have a few other apps out there as well in our in our platform that that are specific to various audiences. So um, if you're a first responder, check out Responder Relate as well. And some of our partner apps like Reach In Now uh, is a great one for mental fitness, as well as suicide pre and postvention. And then we have another one for the Black birthing community uh, to fight this uh, horrible atrocity of what's going on where black mothers are dying at four to five times the rate of white women in the United States. And then we have another one called resilience.healthcare with one of our other partners that is for healthcare workers uh, so that they can have a safe place to talk about what's going on, especially with all the, the, the COVID and everything that's really impacted that job and the, the stresses that, that are there. And, uh, and in so many cases, people are, are scared to go to regular social media channels and fear of losing their job or, you know, in the case of military, losing your clearance or your weapon, you know, and not being able to go back in and and do the good fight that you're doing, no matter where you're doing it. So uh, we do work with lots and lots of communities in various ways. And uh, we're trying to set up an area in the iRelate platform for veterans. We're calling it Veteran Relate. And we keep doing that for various communities and and know that uh, if we keep tribes together, uh, pe- people like to talk to those that have walked a mile in their shoes. So it's really important to know that you can get in there and hopefully talk to somebody who's been through what you've been through so that you can, you know, share notes and, and, uh, work together to, to get through it. Man. I mean, right off the bat, when you started breaking that down, I saw the roadmap and it has infinite possibilities for what you're doing and the product that you're creating and the platform that you've established. Uh, it's, it's incredible that you've already been able to diversify it the way you have, because you're right. It does help sort of like this podcast focused with on business owners and, and the impact that they're creating in society or have ambitions to create, right. Depending on where they are in their journey. It's, it's needed to be able to see it through a lens, right? Otherwise it's all light. And uh, the way we do differentiate between different shades of light is through context of the way we understand circumstances. And we know that you're a business owner and in fact, essentially a tech company, right? They, they, you've, you've founded. And there are a lot of people out there who have talked about, I should make an app. I should do this. I should. End of the day, somebody on the other side who's not only been able to create social impact, but also develop, which addresses a real problem in society, rule number one, right? But then you've also had to manage an entire tech company, which I imagine involves a team of developers, et cetera, et cetera. Do you have, looking back on the situation when you were at the corporate life, if you could go back as you are now, what would you say to that person? Oh, I don't know, man. It's, uh, there's a lot to say. Uh, um, the corporate life sure has its, its distinct ways, right? And entrepreneurial life has its other ways. Um, I think in corporate life, you're working for someone else's vision, right? And that vision that you're going for may not always be aligned with the way you want it to become, right? And that's why um, you're, you're on someone else's path where, you know, doing your own version and creating your own path brings excitement to the game. It, it may not have the same security that you get uh, through that corporate job. 
because it's up to you to bring home the bacon. <laughs> but if it's something that you're passionate about, something that like hits home to you, like what what I'm doing, you do wake up every day going, this is awesome. I'm on a mission here. You know, I'm doing something right. And luckily, in my case, it's helping mankind and helping the human race. And I think especially with mental health, there's no borders out there. There's no there's no race or gender that is free from being impacted with mental wellness. So, um, you know, pick something you want to do if you're going to do it that really hits home and makes your heart feel big. Right on. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Now, before I go to the grand finale question, I, I want to check in with Jason and see where he's at. I love causes, right? Cause anytime you tie a cause to something, it's power times 10, right? And, you know, to just to be involved with whatever cause it is, I'm involved with several of them that are connected to my other companies. And when you can use what you have at your fingertips to support others and really leave an impact, then you start to feel it right here on the inside, right? You feel it in your heart. You literally, I mean, I got, you literally felt it in your heart, but I mean, (laughs) no pun intended, but, but, uh, but, you know, there are times when you, you listen to a story and you truly feel that dagger feeling right in your heart where you, you, you connect well enough to where you literally feel what they feel. And well, that's called compassion and all those things, right? But but to be able to take your cause and help people with your cause, like I relate, right? Um, that's that's trying to solve a very, very big problem in the world, right? That's no small feat to try to solve that, right? Or eradicate it, use whatever word you want. Um like me and Otis, we are on this mission to literally eradicate homelessness for veterans. That's a big mission to take on, yeah. right? So it's a huge mission. But I know every day when when I get out of bed, that's always in the back of my mind of that's part of why the reason I'm getting up every day yeah. is to do that. And these these cause cause tied into business is very important and you know i know not everybody has that mentality they look at business as revenue and that's it but once you set the revenue aside and bring a cause in you know everything just takes care of itself after that yep so there's a key takeaway for the audience right there. And that's what you're doing, brother. And that's great stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. So the grand finale, if you will, is if you could have invited anyone of your choice at any point in place, time, et cetera, who would you have loved to have had here with us as a contributor or maybe even just a listener, if it was up to you and, and, and why? Elon Musk. Okay. Because this guy changes the world in ways that 
so many people look at and go, how do you get that idea? Or I can't believe he believe he's doing that too, you know, <laughs> or holy cow, like it, it, well, let me put it this way. I'd like him here or listening because I bet he would have a couple of ideas for me or ways to make this change happen quicker. Right. And, um, and also give him a nice cause. There it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. That first principle thinking that he's famous for, famously known for, even though most engineers are all first principle thinkers. Uh, I think I think that's something that you also deconstructed when you asked yourself, uh, mental well-being is enhanced and emphasized and generally supported by the community that we're a part of, right? The community that we're surrounded by, the environment that we're placed in mentally. So from first principle perspective, I can see how he could appreciate the way that you're positioning the development of your product. And I think the, that says a lot about the, bringing him up into the, into the picture and the way you've created your company. I can see a lot uh, coming into that and, and where you're pulling from. And that's why I love asking that question because of how it relates to everything that you've accomplished so far. And I know you're just getting started. So Again, let's reiterate, how can people get a hold of you, preferably, and what, what call to action do you have for them? So, yeah, again, uh, you can download the app iRelate uh, on uh, Google and, and Apple, and uh, you can find our website at iRelate.org. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me directly, just email me at jeff at iRelate.org, and happy to answer any questions. And if you're struggling out there, feel, you know, know that you're not alone. And everyone's gone through something like what you've been through. So this world can be a smaller place if we just open up and, and know that we've got each other's backs, right? And so come, come join one of our, our apps on our platform and be a part of the community. Open up. If you don't need help and you've been through some stuff, see if someone's looking for a hand, right? If you need help, ask for it. It's okay, right? And so I guess my big thing is that... Uh, uh, us as humans need to rely on one another and we can it's just you gotta you gotta be there for one another and when you are it's powerful right it's powerful uh, sometimes people just need a hand to get lifted back up and that's all it takes so uh, come come give us a shot and uh, i'm happy to chat with you you can find me on the app as well and yeah, just search up jeff and, and add me as a friend i love it jason take us away yeah. Well, hey, I always like to say thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. All the things we have in our life, money, cars, all this stuff, all that stuff can be replaced, but time cannot be replaced. So thanks for sharing all that. And thank you for what you're doing because it's important work. And, you know, if we could just duplicate you times 50 um, <laughs> or hundreds, right? Um, which we can, that can be done. Um, but, uh, keep doing the great work you're doing brother. And, uh, however we can support you, please let us, let us stay involved with you, um, as much as possible to get your word out. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much. I do appreciate all the kind words and, and the opportunity to be here on the show. And, and it was a great time, uh, telling my story as well. So Right on. Much appreciated. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers. 
Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Llanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.